We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle nil, Manchester United 2, bringing them to cup glory and our wait continues. I'm Charlotte Robson, joined by Cy Campbell, Ben Wade and Mark Cowley to talk you through um, a big day yesterday, a big weekend really, um, not the result we wanted um, and uh, and where do we go from here? We'll try not to be relentlessly negative I promise don't worry um but we'll just get into it Sai how are you feeling after that and you've had a night to reflect now how, how are you feeling yeah a night to reflect hasn't really changed my mood from from yesterday I'll be honest so the promise of not being negative I can't I can't keep it necessarily but yeah it was I mean for all the build-up for all the excitement for all the kind of the scenes in Trafalgar Square the the the, the live events that we did the the trains down and just the, the general build-up that has been the last few weeks, what a letdown of a day it was. And you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to dig out the players too much. I don't think they were, they were, weren't trying. So you know, and the fact that we even got here, all of this is ahead of schedule, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the full performance and the kind of the way we gifted that game to Man United is still, I'm still struggling to deal with. I'm still struggling to accept that that's the best we could have done on the day. And Man United have walked away with a very, very easy two 0 win without us really putting up much of a fight. Um so yeah, I'm still pretty pretty downhearted by it. I know I know we'll we'll pick ourselves up and as soon as you start getting wins in the league again it'll be easier to move on. But yeah, because we've had a, a bit of a naff run and this was the end of it and now we've got Man City to play next, it's very hard to uh to to feel anything other than a bit despondent right now. Yeah, I'm I'm still cutted as well. It's just uh it just felt like it was a massive, massive opportunity that we've just not done ourselves justice in and, and that's the the frustration I think um and and, and let's be honest I mean as as I says like in, in the context of things like it's way ahead of schedule it's amazing that we've got to a, a cup final so quickly um people are completely 100% right to be saying like this is the start of a journey it's like it's not the the end of anything um like it, it maybe felt with before but as an isolated game it was just really really disappointing to to as 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 you say, gift gift man you kind of a a cup where they've they've not had to play particularly great in. Um, we didn't kind of. I don't feel like we had a proper go at them, um, and it was just yeah, it was just a bit of a lackluster performance. We we, we didn't really have a proper go until kind of the game was done at two 0 and and in the second half, yes, you can say things were better, but yeah, it's just it's just a. A, a massive missed opportunity in it. It's just like 
Yeah, I just just wish we'd showed up. Yeah, Mark. Feelings exactly the same as both Sai and Ben. Really, um, even after a bad day sleep, um, still feeling absolutely devastated. Um, it's just been, as Sai mentioned, it's been a great weekend. Everything leading up to it, the shows that we did, um, just catching up with people, and yeah, the whole weekend itself, the Dragon Square, and then yesterday, just the lead up to it was just all great. Um, but yeah, the the game itself and. I suppose, like, the, the approach, even at kind of nil-nil, we're going to speak more about that in the show, but it was just really disappointing and frustrating, really, watching that, and then the goals that they scored and how they did, and quite soft itself, and then getting, like, even a half-time thinking, it's this is this feels like it's it's over, it's it's really flat. Um, what, what what can we do? Say, are we going to go to? It didn't feel like that at all, really. Um, so, yeah, absolutely... Good. I mean, as Ben mentioned, it's it's started. People look at the positive, and it's, it is started that journey. We're here quicker than we expected. We didn't we didn't expect to be here a year after well after the kind of takeover. Um, so yeah, that's that's quicker than what we we thought to be honest. And we know it's not going to be the weight of um, like ninety nine and how long it took to get to the to the next final. And you think there's obviously some of these players who will not be part of this, and, and the next time we'll have. We'll have a better team and better bench and things like that. So yeah, the wait won't be as long. Take that as a positive. Better not be. <laughs> yeah. What we're looking on twenty oh uh, years. Twenty four years. Twenty four. I don't uh, think I'll still be alive in twenty four years. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so, please. <laughs> so yeah, like I say, as a whole, it's been a, a cracking week. It's just the game, the isolated one. It's just yeah, it's just it's kind of one of them things you didn't want this weekend to, to end a bit yeah. um we said that the thought is like it's here at now and yeah i say, say just feel the same as last night absolutely good walking away from wembley and how we've we've got beat there the way yeah we did. it's hard a lot of people were saying what you're going to do after the game and it's so dependent on the game isn't it it's not even yeah. dependent necessarily on the result because yeah. if you bring a game to them and it just they just snatch it like you'd still kind of feel like celebrating but god we went for a pizza after the game last night and nobody said anything to each other everyone was just sat on their phone everyone was just like looking at it it yeah it is it's really deflating i I got back and had to get rid of a a rotten carcass of a (laughs) massive pig that was just rotten in my room because so so um we didn't actually record the first half of the show, so that is oh, out that of context. Oh, well, that's going to be really weird for people, isn't it? Ben, uh, in, on Friday night when we did our first live show, um, Ben said that we were going to win 8-0, and he had a bet on it, and he was, he'd had a hog roast going to deliver to his room to celebrate. <laughs> um, so that's the context there for that's everybody. That yeah, really and ne- necessary, And for the, the 60 people or whatever, 50-odd people that were there the other night, that's yeah. a little in-joke for us. A little callback. But just on that, I was kind of like thinking, what am we going to do after we win this game? Mad win this game. Like, what's going to happen? And it's just like, then we just like say, lose and we go for a pizza and yeah. <laughs> no one talked to each other. So yeah. that didn't really like affect it. It's, it's really, it is gutting. And I'm trying really hard to, uh, not to stay positive about the game necessarily. The game itself didn't give us loads and loads to be positive about. It was, as I said yesterday, sort of an extension of the form. You know, people saying form goes out the window for cup games. Well, it didn't. We remained in the form we've been in for the last few games, which is to say not being able to finish, not really creating a lot of chances. I actually think we regressed slightly yesterday and looked really nervous. I don't know if we got into our own heads a little bit because it has been so long, because it means so much to the fans. But um, 
yeah, I, I just, I'm trying to see the positives. I think we are ahead of schedule. We are in a cup final. You know, a lot of us at the beginning of the season said top top eight, decent cup run. Well, getting to a final is a fucking decent cup run. And we're going to do that. We've got to final, as you're saying. We're going to get top eight, I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I know that expectations get adjusted as the season goes on and we're, you know, we're class and things are going well. But I also think um, we do have to keep that perspective. We still have... We don't have the squad depth, and we'll talk about this um, in the rest of the show, in part two of the show, but like, we don't have the squad depth that like Man you have where they can bring off a £100 million player and bring on an £80 million player. Like, that isn't an option. For, we brought Matt Ritchie on. Like, that's our bench option there. I just... I think a little bit of perspective is needed. The players said they gave it their all. You've got to believe them. Bruno was crying. They're not happy. They're not coming away from that buzzing, are they? Yeah. No, I mean, they're, I think they're the same as us. They just, for, for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. And, and as I say, we'll, we'll go into it in more detail in the second part of the show. But um, yeah, there's, there's lots to kind of go into, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And we will be doing that on our Patreon this week. Um, we'll be doing a bit more of an in-depth review where we look at the sort of tactical setup and, and how we managed in-game. Um, so do join us there, we're on Patreon uh, We'll try and make sense of all of this We'll try and see where we're going from here um, It ranges from 3 to £8 pounds a month for different levels of membership Please do consider joining us there As we all hold hands and do group therapy <laughs> And work out what next But uh, we will be back after these messages If you uh, don't want them, as I say, join us on Patreon We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Part two of the show, and I think we have to talk about the game itself, I suppose, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Sai, where, really broad question here, and let's, and I'm sure we'll go on lots of tangents. Where was the game won, and where was it lost for you? Um, 
my feelings on this haven't really changed. I've had a chance to I've watched back the highlights. I've kind of tried to tried to give the benefit of the doubt to some some performances in there. But if you look back at our starting eleven, I mean I'm probably not worried about the subs. I think Isaac did quite well when he came on. But if you look back at the starting eleven, I can't pick any player out of that eleven that, that stood out and, and had a good game. I'm not saying everybody had a bad game. You know, there's some all right performances in there. Bruno was, you know, we, we'd missed him and you, you saw what he could bring to the team. Uh, defensively, at times we were okay. You know, Byrne didn't have a great game against Anthony. He got done quite a few times. Uh, Botman and Cher for the first goal. I, I don't know who's meant to be marking Casemiro, but he just seems so free for that header. Um, and yeah, I just thought Longstaff and Joe Linton were very ineffective. First half, we were hemmed in. They were so deep and we lost that game in midfield. To Casemiro, who is good, and Fred, who isn't good. You know, um, we got dominated in midfield a little bit. Um, I thought Miggy was anonymous. I thought Maximan was all right, but realistically, apart from the one shot he had in the first half at nil-nil, didn't do much else. Albeit Man United found it quite easy just to crowd him out and 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 keep him keep him quiet. Wilson was quiet all game. I was surprised he lasted ninety minutes. So I've basically listed the whole team there <laughs> as having not played very well. And you know, a, a cup final is a one-off game of football. There was a lot of that rhetoric of um, form goes out the window, and that it, it could have been the case. These lads could have pulled it out of the bag and and put in a one-off unreal performance, because we've done it before in these big games, but it didn't happen. There was no big performances there. There was no... Um, it was the opposite. It was nervousness. It was very... Um, I don't want to say negative, but n- no one was trying anything. The passing was very slow. It was backwards. It was it was just worried about losing the ball, and that leads you to lose the ball more, and it leads you to just kind of give the ball away in silly positions instead of trying something, getting up the pitch and trying to make something happen. So, yeah, I just think we were... Um, we were the scared team there. We we looked like a team that had not experienced a cup final for 24 years, which is true. But obviously that squad, very few of them have, have had that kind of big match experience. Man, you've got a few more heads in there who've experienced big games, experienced cup finals. They knew what they were doing. We didn't seem to know what we were doing. I disagree with that a little bit. I think um, <coughs> Maxi had Dallow on toast in the first half. Hence, he got a yellow card. He got, yep. he got hooked at half time. Um, because they knew that was going to be an issue all game. So mm. I, I think Maxi did all he could. You, you're right in terms of obviously he, he was isolated because we we, ha- we haven't got a natural left back and um, it just yeah it just made it kind of easier for them. And I, I just think we just didn't move the ball well enough. We, we were very slow, kind of get getting the ball forward and putting a manu backline that has been under pressure in a lot of games recently. We just didn't get at them at all. Um, we said it, um, kind of, I, I couldn't believe that we didn't press them at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. The whole kind of build-up and, and every kind of pre preview we've done, um, especially talk about Manu, was we, we've, we've talked about kind of how they play out from the back and you can put them under pressure and they give away chances. We didn't do that in the first half and it, like, we, it killed us. Um, it was completely away from kind of the mindset and the performance that we've put in so, like our best performances that we've put in this season has been when we've we've been at teams and we've we've just they've not been able to handle them because we've been we've been all over them and we we just didn't do that. For, I I guess that was because we were obviously concerned about the threat of of Anthony and Rashford on the wings and them kind of playing Veghorst and in, in that role. I mean, Veghorst I thought was winning a lot more headers than I thought he would. He, he actually brought the ball down a lot more than I thought he would. He, he kind of had a a more impactful game than I kind of gave him credit for, um, which was frustrating. Um, but I, I think I just think I think you're right. Like we we probably gave them too much respect. I think for once, mm. and that's the frustration was that 
we, as you say, in a one-off game, we should have put them under pressure. They were under pressure. They, I mean, obviously, <laughs> a lot's been said about the weights and all the rest of it, but um, that you don't spend the money they have at this point and kind of settle for, for getting to finals. Like, when you've spent billions of pounds, and as you say, Shaw, you've got £100 million players on the bench. Well, £80 million players on the bench. What's, a few, what's 20, 20 million 20 between exactly. friends? But, um, like, <laughs> you need to start delivering. So I just, it was just such a... A missed opportunity. I think the um, the the kind of a- attacking play from Newcastle was just just too slow at times. We um, down the right. I mean, we we were getting mm. to good positions. That the, the the kind of end product from from both sides, I would say, actually just just wasn't quite up to it. I mean, we had that chance in the first half. I think where I think it's Trippier whips the ball across, and there's nobody in the box to. Was that, long, that, that Longstaff and then Maxi? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, Longstaff. Yeah. Sorry, and. Um, and and then Maxi obviously has a kind of a shot at the back post, but it, that was a big opportunity in the context. It wasn't. A, I'm, so I'm not saying it was a great chance, but that was kind right. of the only big opportunity mm. we had, and we, we fluffed it. And it was like, if if that's all we've got to go on, then we we cannot really kind of be saying, oh well, we were class or all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'll I'll not kind of say too much more at this point. I think um, it was just. A, a, yeah, it was as Sai says. I don't think anyone was terrible. I, I, I don't think anyone needs digging out for that. We just didn't put our A game out there, which was yeah, poor. Yeah, I agree with Ben. I think it was the approach to the game which I wasn't expecting it to happen. Just because of what we've said in all our previews and how Man United have been. If I look like my United last few games, um, for example, I didn't watch so much of Barcelona, but I know Barcelona took lead twice. But I look at the two games with Leeds and Leicester. Like both of them came out pretty quick um, and had chances. Man, you give them chances, made mistakes, and man, you were lucky to to kind of get away with beating Leicester three 0 in the end. Um, and Leeds as well that they took four points when they probably shouldn't have. And I just thought how we've probably not as much I say recently, but how we've pressed them, how we press teams, how we get further at the pitch, but. Say long staff and Jolin were sitting pretty deep, and I was just expecting them to come out and do that, but it just didn't happen. Even at the game at Old Trafford, we yeah. did it and we did it successfully in that first half, especially. Um, and it just didn't happen, did it? I mean, people have I've just read in kind of few social media people saying Newcastle started brightly. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, but like it's marginally maybe like it wasn't really much happening, was there? Man, you probably I thought looked a little bit dangerous when they were, but there wasn't much happening really. Yeah. They're going to have one like half chance, which you kind of miss it really. But and we had the better chance in that first kind of 20 25 minutes, wasn't it? With mm. uh, Maxi, um, great piece of skill and to get up making that save really. And then obviously, them two goals at the time it did, and just just a cheap free kick to give away. Um, I was it. Not even the free kick, man. But I look back at it. Definitely the free kick. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Casemiro's gets in between. Um, seeing Botman and Shaw, and obviously make it one 0 And just the second goal as well. It's, I mean, it's a bit bit unlucky as well. But I think the defendant let Vico run that far for sure, yeah. not coming to press. He just backed off, backed off, and then Rashford made that run. And let's like say got a bit bit unlucky. Now was again we were like carries man voice. But looking back, I can't play. I'm not. I mean, I, yeah, I was saying it. I was just. We were, we were, we were. I was like, oh man, like I've made my whole personality a Carrius fan this week, and he's fucked that up. I, I don't think he did. I, I've looked at it now. 
It was only Sai that was giving him a hug. I was trying to stick <laughs> up for him, saying he's diving to try and save the Rashford shot, and it, yeah. and it bounces up off Botman in the most. Right. Ridiculous. I mean, it's such a scuffed <laughs> shot as well from Rashford. It's crap. I don't know how yeah. it kind of flies in with the yeah. velocity and height that it does over Carrius. That, that, that is fortunate, but it's the way that he's he's so low to the ground. Like Pope yeah. has much longer arms, he would have saved it because it's just like it's the way he kind of pathetically limps his hands up. I get that he was going for the first shot in yeah. real time. That's so difficult. Quick. It's but, so man. quick though, isn't it? It, it just looked a bit looked a bit shite. Green Street's right though, like the fact that Veghorst's allowed to run for like 20 yeah. yards yeah, yeah. and then That's you could the see it from a mile away. He was literally just looking for Rashford to yeah. make that run. Yeah. And it's like how we didn't just take the ball off yeah. Veghorst, he's crap, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've said he played better than he is, but he's crap. Yeah. Should have uh, stopped that. Uh, I, that I thought and probably still do think Carries could have done better, but by no means do I think that that game was lost by yeah. Lars Carries. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, totally. he pulled off two great saves in the second yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, two good saves in the second half. I mean, one right at the end, but I guess the game was lost by then anyway. But, but yeah, I mean, then mine might be two nil up, and I just felt well, we're not going to score here. Yeah. Second half, we got in areas. Final third, but okay, we didn't shoot enough really. But yeah. yeah. Um, take, was, everybody was screaming, weren't they? Take a chance, take the shot. But I don't know if it's just a case of you're in that final. You're in. The, it's kind of like every little path now. We're losing two nil. It's got to count, and it's kind of right. that nerves and like right. If I don't make this path, should I shoot now? It's, I don't know. It's just something like that. And it, mine it defended really well. Um, if he didn't get the memo, though, oh, did he, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of his shots was all right. One of them was incredible. Uh, the first one, yeah. The second one, oh, yeah, the first one, one was wide. terrible. It was like uh, the one that just like flew past the post. Uh, yeah. it, it was like uh, I, th- I thought I was watching Roberto Carlos for a moment there. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be, but um, yeah. My, I mean, Man United defended well. They were always going to be second half and just sitting further deep, and then it was a case of picking us off, picking us off, which. They, they nearly did. Um, probably could have like Strzelic scored another one right at the end. But yeah, they were just going to pick their time and do what they did in the second half. And it was just to break them down, which although Isak was positive and he come on and it, it did well, it just, yeah, he just never felt we were ever going to score in that game. Yeah, agreed. And that has been our problem sort of up to, for the past few games and up to this game. And it's, you know, Eddie Howe talked about that in the post-match comments that he made. He was like, that is a concern. We need to work that out. I didn't think Wilson was up to much yesterday. I don't think we'll see tons from him um, in in the future necessarily for Newcastle United. Mm. But um, we kind of, you know, you look at social media, you look at, you listen to the radio, you know, there's a lot of talk about this game because it was a cup final and all of that stuff. And I, um, for my sins, well, was up at six o'clock talking to the Five Live this morning and, and um, the the Manchester United fan that they had on was very, like, generous about Newcastle. He was like, I thought they played really, really well and it was it was like a good even match. I don't agree with him. I think we have a lot more to uh, in us than, than what we performed yesterday. Do you think it was... So I, do, I, I guess I, I think I know your answer, but I'm going to come to you anyway. Mm. Even and just bad luck or just we just did not have it in us? No, nah, we've played much better than that this season on, on quite a few occasions. Even at Old Trafford, we gave them a better game. We, we created better chances and, yeah, we still ended up hanging on for a draw there. But, yeah, we were, we were I think Cowley said right before, we weren't the same team. We, there wasn't that kind of pressing. There wasn't that kind of, uh, what you know, you, you're really going to have to play well to beat us. It was that they just had to carve out a few half chances and they, and they got away with it. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know what's happened to Newcastle in the last few weeks. I don't know if we... Um, the more and more we think about it, the World Cup has absolutely fucked us. Like, yeah, <laughs> the momentum we had going there, and um, we've never really hit the same heights. Yes, there's been some good performances in, in Cup games, but it's a bit of a concern. But no, I, I don't agree. I think um, a lot of people have been very generous about our performance. And yeah, if, you, if you're old enough to remember the Cup finals from the late 90s, it was better than that. You know, we actually turned up and 
with the maxi chance could have could have gone a different way and they were a little bit fortunate because I don't think Man United have played particularly well no. either. Um, you know, two sides underperformed there and they, they just got a bit more of the rub of the green. Um, but no, I, I that would suggest that we played really well and, and did everything we could do in that game. And and I just, just, I just, luck, I just yeah. don't think that we did. I think we, we've got more. I think a lot of those players will look at themselves this morning and think, I could have played better there. I, I'm, I'm capable of better than that. Um, like I said, I don't want to dig them out. You know, it's, it's a very nervy occasion and... First cup final for most of them, you know, a first big big match like that. Mm. Um, Wembley was a was a bizarre place. I want to I want to say a little bit about the atmosphere, so I'm just going to do it. Um, oh, okay. The yeah, um, going ahead. I think uh, when you look at games this season, like uh, Man City at home, uh, Chelsea at home, Spurs away, um, those big occasions, the, the St James's Park crowd or, or the away end has been a huge huge part of that. It, it, we have had a twelfth man, and a lot of the times last season, you know, when we were coming into these games against, like, I don't know, Leicester or, or West Ham, and it was a relegation six-pointer. The crowd made a massive difference. I don't think that was the case yesterday, and I want to caveat this. I don't think that's the supporters' fault, necessarily. I think the way that Wembley is... Um, it's so t- I, I talk about this a lot, but people didn't get enough drinks before the game. I think the fact that you had a queue for hours to get a pint, uh, it took ages to get there, it took ages to get down Wembley Way. Like, you know, you've got this stupid stadium that's so far out the city, it takes ages for everyone to get there. By the time people have got to the stadium and got to their seats, I think that a little bit of that enthusiasm is, is drained. And I, I think that. You're hungover. Yeah, people are hungover, 100%. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, the, those that went a bit too hard this weekend as well, might uh, that might have been something to do with it. But I, I think uh, the Newcastle end wasn't as uh, raucous as it could have been. There's a, a lot of factors. It's a big open plan stadium, it doesn't really lend itself to atmosphere. It's a big, beautiful, you know, new modern stadium. But I felt like the crowd was really kind of, kind of tamed, yeah. um, tempered. I definitely. It, Definitely think there's more to say on that. I do. I'm. I'm gonna track back slightly. Like ASM doesn't. And mm-hmm. um. And just because you mentioned that. Uh, in fact, you've all mentioned like coming out of the gates and not doing this high press and like why didn't we put pressure on them? And somebody on our Patreon made a quite an interesting comment, um, which is uh, a guy called Brian said um, he felt that maybe with Pope out, Eddie Howe didn't feel confident playing that that sort of higher line. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, I think, and, and I've said it before as well, probably, maybe, um, but also, I mean... Probably, maybe. Rashford and Anthony, I think, is probably a bigger thing. I yeah. think Karius would have been capable of doing doing that if we wanted. I just think it was probably a risk we probably didn't want to take, and I think that's why we had Joe Linton and Longstaff so deep as well, because um, yeah. that that was to kind of try and nullify those those threats and... To be fair, for the most part, it, it, I mean, let's be honest, Anthony, for all you're saying, Dan Byrne had a tough game. What did Anthony do? Now, mm. he's a glorified fidget spinner, as they call him. Like He, <laughs> he, he did a couple of little tricks on the sideline, but it came to an out. Yeah. Um, so, and, and to be fair, Rashford, okay, he scored the goal, but he didn't have kind of the impact um, no, that I was expecting. Botman scored the goal. Oh, you're right, yeah. There you go. So what did you do, Marcus? Now, <laughs> um, nah, I, I think we, we did kind of nullify them a bit, but it was at a cost of kind of <laughs> completely killing our own kind of philosophy of, of, of getting up the pitch and, and putting pressure on. So, um, yeah, I mean, come, come back to kind of the, the, the original question. though. I, I, I mean, you look at De Gea, what has he had to do in that game? He's had a very, very comfortable game. It's probably the easiest game he's had all season. He's, he's a keeper that's prone to mistakes. I mean, there was a couple in the second half where it, we, we, we did pressure him and he, and he panicked and he kicked the ball back to it and, and we just didn't kind of had the... We just didn't have the ingenuity or kind of bit of creativity to, to, to kind of make those those opportunities count. Um, 
I mean, for me, the big one, set pieces. I mean, we've we've gone to shit with set pieces recently. Like, we're conceding a lot of goals um, from them. I mean, <laughs> Liverpool conceded one from one of our own. Um, just <clears throat> the, the, the the kind of delivery, I mean, I suppose that comes down to Trippier a bit. Um, hasn't hasn't been good enough at times attacking mm. wise, and then defensively we've we've started, we've got into this bad habit of conceding from them, and mm. um, I mean that's three three or four games now we've lost or, or drawn based on a, a set piece goal that yeah. we've we've conceded, and it's starting to become a bit of a worry. And you think back to start of the season, we're a massive team. Everyone was talking about kind of it's one of the 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 big um, kind of positives for Newcastle is that they've got such a a big team, I and mean, we've got a six foot twenty. But he left back and no, there's hardly any like players under six foot. And yet teams are now starting to manage to to, to score headers on us and stuff like that. So I, th- I think there's a few things we need to kind of tighten up. And as you say, for, for that Casemiro goal, how Casemiro goes in and gets a free header, I do not know. And that, that you've got to kind of be asking questions of who's picking up who and, and mm. they need to kind of be marking tighter. So um, we've got to tighten up the, the set pieces defensively. We've got to start getting better offensively with them as well in terms yeah. of the, the opportunities we had. We got in some great positions to to deliver some good balls in and just didn't do it. Um, there were two, I think, really like noticeably bad corners from Trippier. Yeah. And again, like Sai, I don't want to dig any of the players out. It was a big occasion. It was a difficult game. But um, there was a really low one and then there was that sort of short ball and then it went right out. We were so, talking about oh, that, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, the one-two from... <laughs> Trippy at the bottom, and the longest one two you could ever. Find. It's like they were trying to set up a new song, like Trippy out of Bartman, Bartman back out of Trippy. Like <laughs> that'll uh, catch on next game. Ben, well, it won't because we didn't fucking score, did we? But uh, yeah, um, I mean, sometimes they're trying something different, wasn't it? Taking the short corner, and again, it just didn't work a couple of times. It's been set pieces for. A little while, it's been the same, hasn't it? I mean, last week it seemed to be an improvement. We actually did have a couple of chances of Lee Burns should have scored the header. And you thought, right, a bit better this week. But yeah, just these are chances. And it's like hitting the front man a couple of times when you tunnel down in the second half when you've like, well, get him, we've got a corner. It's like, oh, I've got a corner. It's not even like, it just feels like it's these deliveries are not, haven't been good. And they, they trans- which, sorry, sorry, I'm going to, um, moments where Man United, that moment where they put in the cross and they scored from it to take the lead one. No, these moments didn't. You could say it's not bad luck. I mean, the second one, to, a little bit on the deflection, obviously, but the Man United, I guess, have, have took the, the kind of moments, the big moments, and obviously being I say ruthless in it, but it's it's got them where they weren't. They've just taken really, the opportunity yeah, where we didn't. Yeah. Exactly it. Um, so, yeah, just and being 2-0 down, it was, it was always going to be tough to come back from. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, I had a point there, but I've forgotten it. So I'll move us back to the sort of conversation that Sai started there and then I um, diverted. But about mm-hmm. the uh, about the the crowd, really, it's a very weird one because it is, it's 33,000 Newcastle fans, but you are kind of really spread out over two um, tiers. And then um, it, it's a big, it's a big stadium. So it's very hard. I think there were eighty two thousand people there yesterday, um, in total. And it is it's hard to get the atmosphere going. War flags did a great job um of, of turning that entire side into a sea of black and white stripes before the game. Um and you saw that kind of defiantly being 
um, happening again towards the end of the game and sort of from the 88th minute when it was very clear nothing was going to happen for us uh, yesterday. Um, but in terms of crowd noise, I definitely... Got, I spoke to my mum yesterday when I came away from the pizza. I rang, rang home because her dad didn't come down for it. So said I'd decompress with him a little bit. My mum was like... Well, I listened on the radio and I have to say the fans were like the the, the incredible. Mm. And I was like, I, maybe you were hearing the Man U fans because, and, and, and I don't want it, and we're not taking anyone out and I'm not taking the fans out yeah. because these people made, we made an effort to come down and see this game and the whole weekend's been, London's been full of, you. everywhere you go in central London you hear like, tell me more or like, so, or like we've got Bruno in the middle. So every, it's it's been amazing. But I think the fans were nervous. Yeah. I think the fans were nervous yesterday. And I think as we didn't come out of the gates, like we didn't bolt out of the gates and really press them straight away, I think fans have seen how we've been playing over the last few games and started thinking like, oh shit, like uh, what what's going to happen here? First cup final in 24 years. I get it. But uh, I don't know, Ben, what was your sort of impression where, where you were? Um, I mean, round us, yeah, it was probably wasn't as raucous as I thought. I mean, I guess that comes from the get I mean, it's it's obviously, it's it's obvious, but the, we didn't have a huge amount to get excited about on the pitch, unfortunately. And and then obviously they, they, they score two in the first half. It does deflate you. But it, I think Sai, kind of what he touched on before, was a little bit correct in terms of, um, I've, I've seen like more raucous atmospheres, uh, like lesser games, do you mm. know what I mean? And mm. that's kind of the thing that just surprised me a little bit was just that um, it, it, was, it, it wasn't it was kind of as um, intimidating and kind of, I don't think we as a fan base used our voice at the right times. I think, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people kind of praising that, um, that kind of rally, rally and cry at the end. Yeah. And, and that, and it, it, I mean, we we did it against Man City. That was kind of the first big one, wasn't it? That home defeat to Man City four nil. Um, I think it was last season, wasn't it? Where we we had that kind of for the last like fifteen twenty minutes, whatever that game. Yeah, mm. had that massive kind of um, atmosphere, and that was class. And we we did it again. I think it. I suppose it's it's not a, as I said, it's not a negative. Like it's it's meant that we kind of it's shown that we're still with the lads. We're still mm. kind of back in, and this isn't anything, but. I, I, I just yeah, I kind of felt like where was this like from minute one? Yeah. yeah, we should have been that for ninety minutes, and I don't know. I I as I say, I'm not going to criticize people that like that. Probably you're right. I think nerves kind of came into it. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying that it was a great atmosphere and stuff, and mm. but I just feel like we we could have maybe given the players a bit of a lift. We could have got got yeah. them into the game a bit more by lifting them rather than them having to lift us. And it's just one of those things. It just feels like again another missed opportunity. Oh, and yeah. that, that was a point I wanted to make earlier about those games like Chelsea and, and Man City. Like we played much better because there was a, a an energy there, and, and then the pressing happens more when the whole crowd's like willing it on. And I didn't feel like we got that. It was all right at the start, pre-match, like you say, the flags are brilliant, and everyone was up for it, you know, cup final. But I think we're also not used to going behind, and we didn't know what to do. Like the sucker punch goal, and then another one was like six, seven minutes later. Yeah, absolutely killed the crowd in that sense. Um, I do think that the the, the, the it was difficult to get. Because it was massive queues to get in the stadium as well. I mean, we were lucky, Mark. We walked straight in, but all the other um, turnstiles seemed to have huge queues. So again, that's people waiting, getting a bit frustrated and rushing to their seats and stuff. Um, I also think that, and this is something the club are going to have to look at, is that the way the tickets were allocated, we, there was about six of us in our group who were all spread out. Like, people went with their mates because of the way the uh, 
the tickets were allocated yeah. by groups. So everyone was spread out in amongst corporate people, in amongst like players, friends and families and stuff. For, to, for, a, for, for a good singing crowd, you need everyone who normally sits together and sings together to be together. But everyone was scattered across that stand amongst people who don't normally sit and sing, people who've got corporate tickets, people who just yeah. want to sit and watch the match. So th- there's a lot of factors as to why the uh, why you didn't get as much of a uh, a singing crowd from Newcastle. I say the atmosphere wasn't bad; it just wasn't what it could be, and wasn't wasn't what I thought it would be for us in a cup final. And I think that that. We lost something on the pitch because of it, because it does really help the players, and they, they talk about it all the time Newcastle mm. players about how the the crowd really energised them, and, and we didn't really give them that. And that's like you say, Charlotte, it's not a criticism. I think there's a lot of factors that led to that being the case, but it's it's another thing that just leaves me feeling a little bit dis- disappointed about the occasion because we couldn't add that voice to the game. It's interesting you say that about like tickets being allocated and people not being with their friends and not being with the singing bit because I know Alex isn't here today. Um, to podcast with us but he was in that safe standing bit behind mm. the goal and you could select those tickets and, and he said when he selected that ticket you know in that sort of first bucket or whatever it was almost sold out and and you'd think the people in those parts are like a eligible because they've got lo- the loyalty points on their season tickets and mm. x y and z and b they want to be in that safe standing zone because they want to create the atmosphere or b- but he said even there it was quiet and that, yeah. i do think i think you're right i think you know getting into the stadium you've got to get to wembley wembley's not close to anything good so you have to go somewhere else you spend 45 minutes on the tube or on on in a taxi getting over there and then you get in and then and then the team doesn't come out guns blazing and it's and it's difficult so um it's it yeah it was it was a weird one it was a weird one and i i think i think that yeah mark i'm gonna bring you in <laughs> yeah i mean i can't add much <laughs> further to kind of what they've said there really um you do need i mean away, away grounds when you go it's usually got like that three thousand together in a compact space where noise is easily more generated isn't it because everyone's pretty much who's going to that game is going to be mm. singing well you've got a little bit different at Wembley and it's hard when you haven't even got that one part of that generating noise to kind of spread out the crowd it just didn't happen and everyone who's probably normally saying is kind of spread out differently like around the ground so it's hard when you've got like say 30,000 to, to kind of do that really but I mean it was it, it was class at the start the flag's brilliant um start the atmosphere it's been like all weekend it's been great yeah. around london really um but yeah just when you when you do go behind and then a two nil i feel like a lot of people just thought this is kind of game over um mm. and it's kind of hard to come back from that and to, uh, to and then to obviously start kind of singing but we needed that and we need that earlier when we yeah it was great at the end uh but we were staying together ourselves where was this like yeah. even like 20 minutes ago where still even 2-0 still in the you, game yeah still, still in the game ish I mean if we get what one goal back do you know what I mean which can which can happen and can turn around but we just needed that kind of a little bit earlier to to be honest but yeah it was like say it was a bit strange which I wasn't expecting um the atmosphere to be quite like but yeah it's, it's a funny one isn't it? I mean I've, I've I've seen a lot of stuff from friends saying like we did ourselves prior an amazing atmosphere and stuff. So I kind of wonder, like, you obviously, as you've, I think you've already alluded to, you kind of lose a bit of that, like, you only see what's around you, yeah. don't you? Yeah, true. I true. did hear kind of pockets up to the right. So I was with Alex in that kind of middle section and it didn't seem that raucous, but then you could hear kind of noise from other places of the ground. And I suppose you're right, kind of sigh in terms of, it's just such a massive stadium. Yeah. That, and it's hard to kind of coordinate all the kind of singing together. We're not used to it either. Up, yeah, but it, it is it is nervousness though. Yeah. Uh, seen it happen like 
game and um, it saw just it at the Southampton, the second leg of the Southampton final at home yeah. when they scored, even though we were technically two goals up. Yeah. Um, the crowd got nervous. They yeah. weren't quiet. So, yeah. You c- yeah. I mean, we were, I just know, Newcastle game, but we'll save the, the Euro final. Um, I mean, Alex Wright, and it was really good at the start, and then obviously scored, and then you're kind of waiting for it. It was just really nervous crowd. I know it's not Newcastle crowd, not saying, but this is the final, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it just happens in finals where people are nervous. Um, and it's, it's at stake. Yeah. So, we'll finish the show on uh, where do we go from here? Like, what what next? Much has been said by the ownership on social media, by the club itself on social media, by others. We'll be back and next time we'll win. Um, I think Alex sort of, um, I don't want to speak for him, but sort of was like, well, what does that mean? What Like, why? Why would we be back and win? Like, what's going to change? Mm. But I think, you know, to sort of hark back to the beginning of this podcast, we are a bit ahead of schedule and there is still loads of work to be done. And I think that was expo- it's been exposed over the last few games, but it was exposed yesterday. There's still work to be done. There's still strength to be added to this squad. Um, ben, I'll bring you in. What, what's what's next? Where do we go from here? I Looks mean, on it's, the league, obviously. well, obviously, yeah, obviously Man City if we go to and if we've got a hell of a challenge there. We've, we've got to try and fight for this top four. Obviously, we've the the other game that was going on that day unfortunately didn't go our way. Spurs won, so they've got a, a, a little point uh, four point cushion on me now. But we've got two games in hand, and do you know what? There's still a lot to play for this season. Um, like we, I, I think we probably ha- need to have a kind of a little look at ourselves in terms of obviously that the goals have dried up a bit. We need to work out why is that happening. I think we were a little bit predictable in terms of our style of play yesterday, and I think we've we've talked about this before. But maybe he's getting a little bit predictable in terms of um, how we're trying to break teams down. Um, I think Wilson's been a little bit ineffectual in the games he's played. And I know he's kind of had his, his, his problems since the World Cup and just maybe he hasn't looked looked uh, at his best. Um, but we, uh, we, as I say, we've still got a lot to look forward to. I think um, how we'll, we'll kind of look at this and, and kind of look at this stretch of games and and we'll need to come up with um, some some kind of new, fresh ideas. I think we've got some players coming. Gordon, Anthony Gordon, obviously, is, is the new signing. Uh, hasn't really had his opportunity yet. Um, you hope he comes in. Isak's come back, and we said, had a good second half. I think he probably comes in and, and plays a bigger role in the second half of the season. Um, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like We've only lost by two goals. It's not like we've been absolutely blown out of the water. We've... we've, we've we play very tight games and because of that, and we talked about the moments before, it's very fine margins between winning, losing and drawing games. And as I say, if, if we can cut out the set-piece goals that we're conceding, um, a lot of the results that we've had recently are, are kind of um, are on as bad and, and we've probably picked up a lot more points um, in that run of games. So um, I think there's just a few things to tighten up defensively, get back to that solid kind of foundation and, and being horrible to play against. Um, I mean, that was the big thing, wasn't it, that Ted Hogg spoke about pre-game was these guys are annoying. I don't think we were annoying enough yesterday. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Let's be the horrible bastards that we've been all season. And, uh, and 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 then we'll, as I say, like through that frustration and kind of <laughs> frustrating teams, they'll make mistakes and, and that's where we'll get our, approach, our, our opportunities. But we're, we're still a good team. We've still got a lot to play for and um, I've, I've still got 100% faith and trust in this this coaching staff and group of players to to kind of build on this and and not make it um, 
a wasted kind of opportunity and and we'll we'll, we'll go uh, we'll go on to bigger and better things from here yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think we've got to remain positive. It was, it hasn't happened on the day, uh, but I don't think Eddie Howe or those players have lost the crowd or anything like that. You know, I think there'll be a good atmosphere at Man City, a good, good atmosphere at St James's Park uh, against Wolves. I think uh, the week after, or I don't know, if there's an, a break, but anyway, that's the next home game. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that the players will want to give us a performance as well to kind of to, to make up for for this that that normally happens. Um, I think it, the question now has to be asked of Eddie Howe. Uh, as to as to whether this picking the same team every game is is the way forward, uh, teams have worked us out. You, you can't deny it anymore. Um, I, again, I don't think it's necessarily about dropping players. It's about using the squad. It's about retaining it. We've got pretty much everyone fit, um, bar Pope, obviously with his with his ban. But um, the the likes of Wilson looks like he needs a break. Isaac was good when he came on. Let's just see what he's like up front. Um, Gordon, we've, we've bought him for forty million. Let's get him in the team. Let's see what he mm. can do. Um, let's rotate some of those other players. Um, let's try things, something different. Maybe the three midfielders stop working. Maybe we need to just take a risk. Maybe not away at Man City, but <laughs> at home to Wolves. Maybe we can try four-two-three-one with with some, with some more attacking threat because we need to find goals, as you said, Ben. That's that's the question that needs answering, and we haven't answered it. So I think it's time to start using that word rotate, not drop players, but to change things because we're becoming predictable. And I thought yesterday's performance was very predictable. Um, and yeah, Man City's a, a free hit to an extent. You know, it's it's going to be very hard. They they're hitting form as well at the moment. But then we play Wolves at home. Uh, I think Forest away next. You know, that's yeah, we need to win nice. both those games to have any chance of keeping that top four battle on. And that's that's all we've got to play for now. Is is can we get in the Champions League? Europa would be fine. We'd all be pleased with that. But Champions League is still possible. You know, our fixture list isn't that bad. There's some tough games in there. Man United need to come up here. West Ham away. They, that was a tough game at home, but. Um, I honestly think that, we, that the players have got to strive for that now. That's that's what we're playing for. If we can finish fourth and say, yeah, we didn't turn up in the cup final, we lost that, but we've managed to get in the Champions League, that's an unbelievable season and that's got to be what the aim is now. Totally agree. And I think we'll leave it there if uh, if Mark has nothing. Nope, he doesn't. We're good. Well, no, I was, going, I was pretty much going to agree with them. But um, yeah, like I say, it's 15 games left to play now. And it. I think it's probably going to cut out us as Spurs in terms of fourth and... Two games in hand we have, but um, yeah, there's going to be things that need freshen up, and like Isak's one of them where he's going to hopefully have a big part in this last 15. Get Gordon in, absolutely. Um, Bruno's back now, obviously back into the boost. Now Pope's back as well, get in. Yeah, um, in. So, so yeah, there's still yeah. a lot of kind of positive. Everyone will still be right behind the lads. Yeah, absolutely. The league has to be the focus now. I think we've got plenty to uh, to within our squad to to finish somewhere pretty high. I'm pretty sure we can finish fourth if we apply ourselves. Mm. We'll leave it there. We are as ever on Patreon. Please do come and join us um, between three and eight pounds a month for absolutely loads of content. As I say, we'll be dissecting the game and, and then looking forward to the Man City game with a full preview and opposition view and and all of that good stuff. So do consider joining us there. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank Thanks, you guys, for joining me this morning. Uh, We'll be back. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.